Hello and welcome to the London Property Podcast, home of Super Prime. Today we're in conversation with the Prime Central Londoner, Patricia Hansen, and how she and her family relocated to Napa Valley, built a dream home, and now back in London, selling the dream on to someone else. So good morning, Patricia. Thank you for joining us on the London Property Podcast. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. So today we're going to do a bit of dreaming about second homes in Napa Valley. So we're going to start by talking about your journey as a Londoner who took a sabbatical well, and went and lived in Napa Valley and had your adventure of actually finding and buying and building a home. Um, so let's start with that. Let's start with your journey from being a Londoner and actually arriving in California and what happens next. Um, oh yes, please. I'll try to. I'll try to transmit some of the California sunshine while we're talking. Yeah. Um, well, we went over for um, career purposes, and um, I had been to California a number of times before, basically as a tourist, as a visitor. So I had a little bit of an inkling of what Northern California would be like in terms of the lifestyle. But when we moved there, I was actually pleasantly surprised at how gorgeous of a life it really is and I'd come from thinking that London was the center of the world and it couldn't get any better so um, that I think takes anybody by surprise when they come to a place like Napa Valley is to see what it all has to offer so you start with the climate everybody knows about that but you layer on top of that the fact that you have access to the ocean beautiful ocean space. You have access to skiing by Lake Tahoe, you know, which is only two and a half hours away. And then of course, Napa Valley, you have an incredible array and selection of culture, wine, food, restaurants. It is the most desirable place, probably in all of California to go visit or to go live. And Americans, if you've done really well for yourself in the US, your number one destination spot is Napa Valley and it's well-deserved. And that's why there's so many people from the sort of Silicon Valley, you know, the dot-com success stories, they, they, they all have bases there, don't they? Yes, they do. So in if you've made a lot of money in tech, um, you know, it's the equivalent of uh, a wealthy Londoner buying a football club. Well, in, in the US, you go in, you buy a, a winery in Napa. That's when you know you've really made it. And uh, you, when, when you went out there, you actually uh, found land and built your home or did you convert something that was there? How, how, did, how did that all come about? Well, we were very, very lucky in the sense that we went to California in 2010 and it was sort of the bottom of the barrel um, on, in terms of the property market. We already went out having sold our London property thinking that we could, you know, buy ourselves what our friends called a Ponderosa, a huge estate of some sort. And we were first, we were surprised at the property prices in Napa because um, they are famously high. Um, And even though we had gone during the bottom of the property market, we still were surprised at how expensive everything was. We were also a little bit surprised at um, some of the, 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 the sort of, design sense in Napa because we were expecting uh, beautiful design in terms of the houses and the architecture. And we found the area generally to be lagging behind a little bit in terms of style. 
So what happened to us is we found a abandoned, literally an abandoned property with an old lodge on it and, uh, and, a, and a winery use permit, which we had no use for, but we thought it was interesting. And we bought the property in an auction from the bank. Oh, that's lucky. Yes, very much so. You had to get permission to, to, to knock it down and build something new in its place. Well, we found out um, after we had our, our builder visit it and inspect it even more that, unfortunately, the building didn't have a foundation, which is not a good thing in California. And, and the combination of earthquakes and lack of foundation wasn't, wasn't very good. And the builder also told us that we had about $30,000 worth of, of house. So, um, so we already knew that it was a terrible house. It was an old lodge, but without any of the romantic bits of an old lodge. So we decided to, to knock it down um, and build our dream house. And actually, the funny thing is, the first thing that we tried to do was to, to, to burn it down. Because in California, you can donate old buildings to the fire department to practice on and train on. <laughs> and, and it's a tax write-off. So we tried to give it to the fire department to burn down, but they came and they said, oh, well, you've given it to us in the wrong season. We don't burn things down and train on them in the summer. We only do that in the winter. So we, unfortunately, we couldn't burn it down. We actually had to knock it down. Oh, my God. So in the summer, it would have, it would have spread further, which is another issue. Yes. You need to consider uh, fire risk, I suppose, when, you, when you're considering of where to locate to in Napa. Yes. And, you know, the Napa fires and California fires have been in the news very extensively. And and fire is a risk. And there is, um, you know, every year there will be fires in California. So when you're buying these days, you do need to consider where you are, uh, where the where the property is, the proximity to um, a downtown center or a defensible space, your access to water to de defend the home or for the fire department to use. Um, those things have to be taken into consideration. But having said that, um, it's it's not uh, it, it's not a prohibit prohibitive thing that just because California has fires, you can't buy property anymore in California. You just have to be clever about where you buy. Right. So, um, so some of our listeners, you know, might be thinking about getting second homes in other locations, especially now that life's become, uh, you know, a bit more uh, remote and, and, and easy to operate from anywhere. And some people might be considering retiring in a different location. And I guess uh, in, in those instances, you'd be looking at different things. I suppose if you're retiring, you'd be a lot more involved in what you're doing with the with the wine and the vineyard and and getting those kind of skills to keep yourself busy with. And if you're buying a second home, so in both of those instances, what would be your top sort of three tips to people? Uh, you know, let's start with the people who might be considering a second home in some way. Well, in your beautiful house. So the people that are considering a, a second home. Um, and it really should be a second home and not a third and a fourth home, because if you buy this type of property, you really want to spend time in it. Um, it is gorgeous because you can really use it any time of the year. It's not a second home that's only great in the summer and there's a sort of a, a rainy season or a, a, where the weather is so poor, you don't want to be there. This The great thing about Napa is it's great all year round. It's great during harvest. It's great in the winter because you still have, you know, 15 degrees and sunshine. It's great in the summer because it 
it gets hot sort of around noontime, but you know, we're up on a hill. It's all, there's always a nice breeze in the evening and the evenings always get a bit chillier and colder. So it's not like you're going to a Southern country and it's hot all the time and it's unbearable. It's, it's not Texas. Um, so I think for the people that are thinking of retiring, it's a definite must because it does have that all year round climate. Um, it has that country feel, you get the space, but at the same time, you know, if you look at Napa, it's got the world's best restaurants. Everybody, every big chef comes to Napa to have their restaurant there. So you have a huge choice of sort of social interaction and great food. And obviously you have the amazing wine that's at your uh, doorstep. And with our property, of course, you also have the chance, which is a dream for many people to make your own wine and have your own label, which by the way, in Napa is, uh, if you want to get into the real, with the, with the old school Napa crowd, it's all about having your own label, having your own special lemons, having your own orchard, you know, having your own olive oil, which is something that um, is possible with this property. And what you guys did is actually also, you know, the, the, the third reason to, to buy a house like yours would be the relocating with young kids. So you had a great time there for the first 10 years of your children's uh, life, right? And the schools are amazing, family yeah, life. We, we had a fabulous time. So Napa is smaller. It doesn't have the same choice of schools as, let's say, a Marin or a San Francisco. But the schools are, you know, but at the same time, the schools are good. And they have a little bit more of a, a country pace to them, if you like. So I think it's a very safe place to bring up kids. Um, and it feels like a very, um, dare I say, normal. It, it's less intense. It's less intense than a big city or urban environment. Right. OK. And um, it must be heartbreaking for you now to 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 be getting rid of the house Um but you got, did some great design in there. Talk us through the dragon's entrance. That was, that was what I love the most. Well, um, it is very hard to get rid of it because, um, or, or to sell it, to pass on the dream, as I like to think of it, um, because it it really was the culmination of so many different creative minds coming together and really putting forward their their best concepts and their best designs. It's designed to be a very private uh, compound, if you like. So the approach is very unassuming. But once you go through the gates of the of the estate, you sort of take in the full view and the feeling of the place. And the feeling of the place is it's just I always say <clears throat> that you go through the gates and you just feel like exhaling and letting go of everything because the beauty of the view just surrounds you and the the house itself is just there for you to relax in to enjoy the gardens you know every room has a view every shower has a view um and you know you have this sense of peace really um that the house brings you and that's really what my objective was when i was thinking about the design is i wanted the outside to come in and I wanted that sense of peace that the view and the sunset and the sunrise give you. And it's, you know, it's a magical location. You have amazing light, which was coming from London, one of the really important things for me. I wanted sun. I wanted light. Um, and 
it has amazing light and then it has this um always this slight breeze and the lines of the house are very clean we've used a lot of wood and glass um but it's and it's modern but it's not cold it's very warm um and it's very sort of organic feeling so it's a very california house but it has some beautiful uh old touches and patina that we've built into it so it has a good soul nice and um so so what would you what would you advise to people when they're considering making an investment in the US coming from Europe what are the really big things that are completely different well first you have to consider buying in california the the reason why everyone wants to go to california is you know it, that access to the oceans to skiing to the climate uh, to the culture is is unrivaled however you have to be able to live with the taxes so that's the bad news we call it the sunshine tax and um and you have to be able to live with some pretty high property taxes number one number two is you know living in napa also means you have to get fire insurance and that can be very expensive so you have to be able to um swallow that however um if you're if you're thinking about buying as an investment property you should also know that because napa is so highly desirable um renting it and renting it for very large sums of money is absolutely no problem um you know there's a huge demand for properties like this that offer that perfect getaway and so recouping your money for all of those extra expenses is is rather easy so what would you say is uh the percentage return on investment and what would you say is the kind of percentage running cost if i'm not getting too technical but what 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 would somebody be looking at if they were buying it as an investment uh to, to what kind of rental income would they expect to get and and you know what percentage of that income would would they expect to pay in in running costs well don't i wouldn't want you to quote me on this so i'm not <laughs> sure i could give you a hard answer but you know i think a rent i think uh you know there's there obviously there's two things to consider there's um there's the in, increase in the valuation of the property um and that in napa is only going up and up because a lot of the silicon valley tech money is moving north um and they're not making any more of napa valley and the types of properties like this one that has a vineyard that's close to downtown um are rare and difficult to find um so your rental so your the 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 valuation of the property is going to continue to increase so that's something to consider i think the rental return even if you don't rent it full time is at least 6 to 7% okay that's pretty decent and uh properties over the past 10 years you'd say have appreciated what sort of percentage well it depends on the property um and and what you've built and how you know how appealing it is from its design from its location um and all of those different factors but from what i've seen in the market um from let's say 2017 which you know was a big fire year nonetheless so every time there is a, a fire in in the valley somewhere you know the prices tend to uh, dip a bit 
I would say at least from then, there's still a 20 to 30% uplift from that year because, because Napa just is the go-to area for wealthy San Franciscans and Silicon Valley tech entrepreneurs. Right. And there, and uh, the, the famous saying from uh, um, about San Francisco, spending the coldest winter of my life, a summer in San Francisco. Yes. Like people are chasing the, the warmth and they're leaving San Francisco to go somewhere warmer as well, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. That's, that's definitely true. And, um, and I can understand why San Francisco is a gorgeous city, but you want to be able to visit it and go to the opera. You don't necessarily want to live there. And especially during these COVID times, you know, people have wanted a compound, a place where they have their gym, they have their outdoor movie cinema, they have their pool, they have lots of space for the family, you know, to go off and do their thing in. And that's what this property is. It's, it's a whole compound where you have everything on site that you would need right and would you uh, would you have uh, does it have guest houses and things or, or you would yeah. have in-laws in the house for long periods of time <laughs> oh no 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 we were uh, you always have a guest house you have to have a guest house because you become so popular you never run out of guests that's for sure so we had to very early make make a rule that guests of guests cannot bring guests um <laughs> um but um but you know the house sleeps up to sort of 16 17 and we've had you know big gatherings there we've done a lot of entertaining there but we do definitely have both a a guest house a little casita that is a separate sort of little house as well as we have basically two um master bedrooms even though I know you're not supposed to call them that anymore so sort of large sleeping wings of the house that are separated and on opposite ends just in case you do have the in-laws coming in for extended periods of time. So you have a habit of leaving beautiful homes behind you and I remember when unfortunately you- yes <laughs> when you left your beautiful house in West Kensington to go to California and now what you've created there looks stunning. And you've taken this talent and you actually offer this as a service to other people for staging their properties, right? Yes. Well, you know, when I was in California, the uh, what happened was that once we'd finished the house, once I'd finished the house, we were inundated with requests to use the house as a photo shoot location. So if you've ever leafed through a Williams-Sonoma catalog or a Pottery, Pottery Barn catalog, or even restoration hardware, um, you would probably find our house in it. Um, you know, we had McGuire furniture. We've had, we've mom champagne was filmed at our home, etc. So we had everybody come and shoot there. And from that, I then received quite a few requests from uh, friends and then others who had, who I was recommended to, to help them with their homes in terms of the styling and the designing. So that started a little bit of a business for me, um, which I loved doing and I loved creating. Um, and now back in back in London, well, I've, I've been roped in to help with my husband's business, but I still love designing and helping. So I'm always open to that. Fantastic. Well, I'm kicking myself for not having come to visit. <laughs> We're there. I but, know. Uh, we will live vicariously through the photos and the videos. And thank you so much for joining us this morning and telling us about your 
beautiful adventure in Napa Valley. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to the London Property Podcast, home of Super Prime. For a full list of our podcasts and off-market property opportunities, head on over to londonproperty.co.uk.